0: Well, welcome back. We're in 1 John. We're in chapter 2, and we're looking at uh, verse 19 through uh, 22 today. And John's been telling folks how to live the Christian life. And as McGee says, we're really in a solemn section right now, 1 John, because he's talking about a warning. He's given a warning about this Antichrist. Um, And he's saying, you know, you've heard that the Antichrist is coming and that many... Have already come. And uh, my study Bible says this is the um, only here in the Bible. It doesn't mention Antichrist by the name Antichrist. And so we get a definition of what the Antichrist is uh, down in verse 22. This is the Antichrist, quote, he who denies the father and the son. In other words, somebody who's against Christ, somebody who is um the opposite of Christ's pr- presence uh to deny Christ's presence is to uh is to be the opposite of his presence to be the absent of his presence and to to really deny the existence of Jesus being the Christ and so a lot of times people could acknowledge him as a person but never could acknowledge him as the Son of God the Savior of the world uh, that could not acknowledge that he is the life he is eternal life he is the light of the world and um, it's Jesus who gives us the the love of God so um, let's jump right in and and uh, look at these uh, verses and and try to see how they they um, really are just as solemn warning for us today as it was back in in this day here. So, verse 19, they went out from us. And I'm just going to take up reading in verse 18 just for clarity. Children, it is the last hour. And as you have heard um, that Antichrist is coming, so now many Antichrists have come. Therefore, we know that it is the last hour. Verse 19, they went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have continued with us, but they went out. That it might become plain that they all are not of us. And he's talking about people who may have been saying they were Christians or maybe uh, trying to follow the faith, the Christian faith, but... It just didn't stick it they just couldn't do it or they said they uh, believe but they didn't act like it and then when push comes to shove when trouble comes along they leave they bolt have you felt that way sometimes or have you thought about seeing that sometimes when your faith is it's time to put your faith on the line what happens and then a lot of people could could leave, but these people were leaving saying, Jesus is not the one. You know, uh, I, I just, you know, sounds good to me, but, um, you know, you can believe in Jesus and I can believe in somebody else. You know, Jesus says that you've got to, Believe that I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. That's what Jesus said. He was very clear. The Bible is very clear. The Word of God is very, very clear. And mankind tends to reject Jesus because it puts man on notice that that God is sovereign and that there's only one way. To be reconciled with God. And that in God's eyes, man is a sinner. And no, all people are not good inside. No, people are bad inside. And we need the love of God to give us that forgiveness. And to have His love that only comes from Him inside our hearts, so that we can love one another. And if we don't have God's love inside, um, we can't truly love one another. And when we see our society today with so many people, um, they may claim they have the love of God, but the love of God's not in them because you don't see the love of God. You don't see the love of God being acted out. They hate their brothers. They can't forgive one another. So if they can't forgive one another, how can the love of God be in them? And it's just a sad thing today to see so much emphasis on on divisiveness of politics and how these differences just poison um, the society. And then you realize that if the love of God is not inside people, there is no forgiveness. There is no peace on earth. There is no justice on earth. There is no life. There is no light and there is no love. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist because these folks, this spirit in the world today denies Jesus' um is the Christ, is the Savior of the world. It denies Jesus' power. Um, It denies the power of the Holy Spirit. It denies the the power of God's Word. And uh, so often we see today our society, depending on what it can do, the wisdom of men, the wisdom of the mob, the wisdom of violence, the wisdom of change, with a morality just made up by man. So, this Antichrist um, denies the power and authority of Jesus. And we can see that today. We could see that, and John could see it in his day. So, something to, to be very warned about. We have to be so alert, so aware. Of this spirit in the world that denies Christ, um, and then we go from this this really solemn warning to verse twenty. But you have been anointed by the Holy One, and it's my whole, my uh, study Bible says the Holy One is is kind of a reference to the Holy Spirit. Uh, you've been anointed, you know, so you have this outward sign that is an anointing by the Holy Spirit, and you have all knowledge. Now, what what does that mean? Um, You have all the knowledge. In other words, you have everything you need because you have knowledge of Christ. It doesn't mean you yourself know everything, but you have the knowledge of God. You have the knowledge of Christ. You have the truth. That doesn't mean you're the smartest person in the world automatically. And you know everything in every encyclopedia, and you have superior intelligence, that's not what that means, but you have knowledge of Christ. You have the knowledge of Christ, you have the Holy Spirit inside you. Okay? So, not I mean, so we are not only acknowledging Jesus Christ, unlike the Antichrist, we acknowledge Jesus Christ. And when we do we have more than just that. We, you know, we have an anointing by the Holy Spirit, His Spirit living inside us, and we have His, the knowledge of Him. And remember when we were back in Second Peter, and Peter was making the point that knowledge of Christ is the most valuable thing, you can, the most precious, he used the word precious, the most precious thing you could ever have. It's the most precious thing you could ever lose, too, knowledge of Christ. And it's these knowledge, the knowledge of the qualities of Christ that just increase our faith and increase our peace. So when we acknowledge him, we have an anointing by the Holy Spirit, and we have the knowledge of Christ. Verse 21, I write to you not because you do not know the truth, but because you know it. What's the truth? Jesus is the truth. He is the light. He is the light. He is the love. He is the truth in this world. And I'm I'm writing it. He's saying not because you don't know the truth, but because you do know it, but because you know it and because no lies of the truth. He's writing this warning because they know better. And it's a warning that should stick. It's so important. Verse 22, who is the liar but he who denies that Jesus is the Christ? This is the Antichrist, he who denies the Father and the Son. Wow, that's a strong warning for us today, isn't it? How important it is for us to acknowledge Jesus is the Christ. He is the Son of God. He is our relationship to the Father and to the Son. We have the Father, we have the Son, we have the Holy Spirit, the Holy One. And we have all the knowledge of Christ. Why? Because He abides in us. His Spirit lives in us and we also spiritually live in Him. And then spiritually live in the Father with the Father, and spiritually, the Father lives in us. We have so much in Christ. The world has nothing without Him. What an important message and an important uh, warning that, that Paul gives. So, from me to all of you, God bless you. Keep your heart centered on Christ. We'll be stopping here. Now I'll turn the rest of the podcast over to my co-host in Zambia, Matali. Matali, hope you're doing great and look forward to hearing what you have to say today. God bless you all, and we'll see you next time.
1: Hello. So today's teaching is coming from 1 John chapter 2, beginning at verse 19 to verse 22 so verse 19 of the book of first John chapter 2 reads they went out from us but they were not of us for if they had been of us they would have continued with us but they went out that they might be made manifest that none of them were of us so here you know we begin with a very sad solemn statement Um, you know it's, it's it's like really sad this is a statement that's made by John here. And he is saying that, um, some that had made a profession of being Christians in that day, um, you know, they had all the outward attributes of being a Christian and they bore the Christian name and identified themselves with some local assembly or church. You know, they went through the rituals, they got baptized. They, you know, they, they took part in all the, you know, church programs, And, you know, they just did all the outward form um, of religion, but they were not, you know, actual Christians. They were not of them. So we should remember that uh, the Lord Jesus Christ um, said of Judas, uh, what the Lord Jesus Christ had said of Judas. You know, he said, the hand of him that betrays me is with me on the table. That was at the first communion table when um, the Lord Jesus Christ was having communion with his disciples. So Judas Iscariot was identified with the group. You know, he was with them. He was an apostle. Obviously, he did perform some miracles and, um, you know, he went out and preached and he was amongst them. But he was not of them. So he identified with that group. And um, if we go to John 6 verse 20 that's the book of John not first John Uh, let me just quickly turn there. it reads so that's John 6 verse 70 yeah it reads Jesus answered them did I not choose you the twelve and one of you is a devil so he knew you know um, that you know one of them Uh, was a devil that was Judas Iscariot he was going to betray him so Judas looked and acted like an apostle but he was a phony you know there's a saying that goes you know um okay I'll just pick an example like okay if it if it looks like a cat it walks like a cat it eats like a cat it stares like a cat it meows like a cat it is a cat it's not going to be a dog Uh, no matter how much it tries to disguise itself um as as being a dog or you know let's put it in the context of a wolf if it looks like a wolf it talks like a wolf that's if a wolf talks it's um you know howls like a wolf it is a wolf it's not a sheep it's not going to turn into a sheep no matter what it's a wolf a wolf is a wolf so in this case no was just trying to relate it in a more um relaxed and more, um, you know, comical context. So in this case, you know, Judas, he looked and acted like an apostle, but he was a phony. He was a fake. He was the devil. And, um, you know, the statement in verse 19 um, that we just read, they went out from us, but they were not of us. This statement, you know, is made for us. So Jesus Christ, you know, he had said to um, Nicodemus, Except a man be born again he cannot even see the kingdom of god so you ought to be born again like you ought to be actually born again from the heart from inside out it can't be you know outward things you know um you act and you do these things and you belong to like a local church assembly and you follow all the rituals and all that doesn't make you a child of god like how is your heart inside So John here is saying that, you know, they were not of us. They had been with them and looked like them. And, you know, the real test was the word of God. And it should cause every Christian to ask the question if one has really faced up to their sins in the light of the cross to the Lord Jesus Christ. So have we come to God in repentance, you know, owning our guilt and acknowledging our iniquity and you know have we cast ourselves upon him um only for our salvation so do we actually love the word of god and do we want it um in our lives and do we want it to to to, to save us in our lives so uh are we evidence in our lives of being you know a regenerate soul are we transformed that we regenerate um, a regenerate soul of god and do we love our brethren, as well as the Lord Jesus Christ. So do we love God? Do we love the Lord Jesus Christ? And do we love our brethren? You know, are we, you know, that evidence? Have we actually owned up to our um, sins? So in Galatians 6.15, it reads, "Um, For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything but a new creation so we can't boast of you know God's grace and say today we don't believe in church membership or baptism you know um, okay that is important as well so but the important question is you know because that's outward actually yeah Um, that's outward form so but the important question is have we really been born again and are we trusting God are we a new creation in Christ you know, have we accepted the word of God? Have we accepted the God? And have we accepted the Lord Jesus Christ? Are we a new creation in him? And Paul in the book of Second Corinthians. Let me just turn there. So Second Corinthians um, 13 verse 2. It reads, sorry, 13 verse 5. It reads, examine yourselves as to whether you are in the faith test yourselves um do you not know yourselves that jesus christ is in you unless indeed you are disqualified so um you know some of them in that day um they actually believed um not to be god's children you know they didn't have that assurance so do we really know today that we are god's uh child do we have that assurance and it's very important that um, god's children know these things so deep down in our hearts you know because we sin every day we're not perfect we um we do a lot of um you know, stuff we're not supposed to be doing, you know, we sin, we have sins of omission and we also have sins of core mission. Are we doing good or, you know, how are we living our lives or abiding by, you know, the word of God and all. And, you know, that doubt comes to creep in if we're actually uh, children of God. And we as children of God, we have, we ought to have that assurance. And the only way we have that assurance is if we believe and if we obey the word of God. And uh, today, as children of God, we ought to have that assurance. It's very important that, you know, you and I, God's children, know these things. So if we turn to the book of 1 Corinthians 16, verse 13, um, it reads, um, Okay, uh, watch, stand fast in the faith, be brave, be strong. So Paul is speaking to believers. So, um, you know, stand in the faith believe be brave be strong and how are we doing with the Christian life today are we really a child of God today is there evidence that we are his children so what did we do after we um, you know we committed a sin as children of God did we feel guilty did we go back and confess our sins you know if we look at the prodigal son he got in a pig pen but he actually didn't continue living there because he he knew he didn't belong in the pig pen he knew he was um a child of god he knew you know he belonged in his father's house so a child of god um after he actually has sinned will go to the father and cry out to the father for forgiveness if he doesn't he is not a child of god as a child of god you know you have to hate sin you can't continuously live in sin you can't be comfortable living in sin and call yourself a child of God. So today we have many church members who are, you know, as busy as bees or as busy as termites, as Dr. J.V. McGee put it, in the church, but actually live in sin continually. They are fine with living in sin. And that's a problem. That's a very big problem. So, verse 20 of First John, chapter 2, reads... Um, but you have an anointing from the Holy One and you know all things so we have an anointing and that is the anointing of the Holy Spirit so that's the Holy One so the Holy Spirit indwells every believer every real sincere believer that is and it is able to actually reveal him um, sorry the Holy Spirit is actually able to um, reveal to a believer all things so god reveals all things to um, real believers by the holy spirit so god gives us the holy spirit if you are a true believer you know things will be revealed to to you so that we can actually have someone dwelling in us that can reveal these things that are in god's word so when you read the word of god you don't understand it you know read it again and, 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 you know, kneel down and pray and ask for the Holy Spirit to actually reveal these things, um, in the word of God to us. And, you know, we have an anointing so that every person can have the anointing so that, um, we can all have that assurance of salvation. You know, when God reveals these things to us, um, you know, a lot of people go about saying, you know, I have the anointing of the Holy Spirit and all, uh, but in the actual sense, it's just maybe emotions and all. Uh, because if you look at um, these people's lives you know the Holy Spirit can't even stay indwell in them so um, you know only if we have faith and believe and obey um, the Lord Jesus Christ only then will he reveal you know um, his words to us only then will he make his word real to us and he'll do this by the Holy Spirit so um, if we really mean business with God we should come to him and ask for um light and guidance you know his assurance we have an anointing from the holy one that's the holy spirit and we will know all things we should know as a child of god so this doesn't mean that we are given you know a phd in 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 spiritual things but it actually means uh by the holy spirit we can study God's word and then through the experiences that God sends to us we have the possibility of growing in the grace and knowledge of Christ and we'll have that you know assurance um, that sure assurance of our salvation so we need to let the Holy Spirit be our teacher and make the word of God real to us after all, Christ was the great teacher he's the greatest teacher rather and he will um give us the Holy Spirit to actually be our, you know, to be our our guidance, to, to guide us. He will anoint us with the Holy Spirit. So we have an anointing from the Holy One. Verse 21 reads, but I have not written to you because you do not know the truth, but because you know it and that no lie is of the truth. So here they had the gospel, the people John was writing to, they had the gospel, the truth. Um, He's actually telling them that they um, had the truth. But now, you know, lies were actually coming in. That's um, Gnosticism was coming in and there were many Antichrists that were coming in. So we get to um, who is an Antichrist, right? Um, So there were these Gnostics who had, you know, heretic doctrines that um, they were you know creeping in and uh, infusing into uh, the church so here who is the antichrist and this is explained in um, verse 22 which reads who is a liar but he who denies that jesus is the christ he is an antichrist who denies the father and the son so the definition of the antichrist is here and it will be the embodiment of um the antichrist so there were many antichrists that were um popping up and there were some in that day and there's there are plenty in our day today and um you know these are the ones that deny the deity of the lord jesus christ and they deny that jesus the man is the christ he is the messiah he is god he is the counselor and when you deny that this is you know you being an antichrist so there's a lot of people actually deny that they um accept god and they deny uh jesus so the bible here clearly states you know you cannot deny one and accept the other um because if you do that you are an antichrist and today we have many systems that deny god you know the science it denies god um there's philosophy. It denies God. There's a lot of science. There's a lot of systems and they are against Christ. Today we're living in a rebellious world. And, you know, they also imitate him as well. That's another form of um antichrist. Um, like we had uh, described, we had talked about this, like briefly touched on it um, in our earlier studies. So they try to take his place. They try to imitate him. And, you know, they try to, you know, remove him from the equation and say, you know, God... Um, is not there so in the early church there was Gnosticism and today we have liberalism see it just changes it's the same thing it's just changing in terminology in like in in the word or if there's such a thing as wordology um so today we have liberalism that denies his deity because you know everyone is so is such a liberal and everyone is you know they have their own ideas and they're free thinkers and they deny his deity they try to explain god away and you know put in logic and reason that's what they say so he who denies that jesus jesus is christ is an anti-Christ not the antichrist that um is talked about in the book of revelations um this is the mark of an antichrist someone who denies the deity that jesus is christ one who denies the deity of the lord jesus christ and god is an antichrist so we have a lot of these little you know piney antichrists walking around who actually feel um oh i have enough logic and reason um you know you know your christ doesn't exist it doesn't just make sense um and all these people are anti-christ they deny uh his deity i don't know if they think they just fell out from i don't know from nowhere and decided to exist but yeah anyways so this is our teaching today thank you all for listening in uh, it's been a great study god bless you all have a pleasant day Bye bye